peoples of the Worldwide Federated Internet. What's good? This keeps coming up, so I'm going to deal with it again. I think we all like <clears throat> a good mystery. I think in some ways it's part of human nature. Things that we can't figure out, we want to search out and we want to discover something that nobody else knows. Kind of makes you feel like you're important a little bit. Makes you feel like you, you got one over on people. Like you know something that they don't know. You had something some revelation of sorts that they don't have. You uncovered something that they didn't see. It gives you that, uh, like a superiority complex. But I'm seeing a lot, a lot of stories go around about prophecies. Different people who are claiming they had visions, dreams, and they've seen different things. And... In some ways, these things really can generate a lot of fear in people. It does generate a lot of fear in people. I know it does. I could see it in, in some things that people post. People will post, you know, these, you know, different dudes that had these prophetic visions and what's going to come and the dangers that are to come and things are going to fall apart and everybody's all afraid and worked up. Well, I mean, if you read the book of the revelation, you know, things are not going to get better, particularly on this earth. But if you're saved, then you know, you know, you know, your final destination and, and, and how your story ends. So, and that I take great rest and great comfort, but this 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 fear that comes over people because look i think i think anyone who believes the bible you see what the bible teaches you see what the bible says if you've read your old testament and if you read you know your entire bible then you see people prophesying you see things going on so when somebody says they got a vision it intrigues you you're inclined to hear them out you're, you're looking, there's, so I don't know about you, but with me in the past, when I heard somebody profess or proclaim that they were, or that they had a vision from God, I was always looking for that smoking gun. I was looking for that thing that I just knew. All right. Yeah, this isn't true or this is true. I think in a lot of ways, all of us who believe the Bible are kind of looking for that. We want the truth. Did this person really get a vision? The one thing I am settled in 
when I when I see a lot of these guys and, you know, they have these so-called visions. Look, I'm not God. I don't stand in the place of God. And as I said, I, I've talked about this in another video. I can't remember the title of the video, but I know I've talked about this issue of prophecy and I kind of dealt with it from a different angle. But it's easy to get worked up when you hear a lot of these guys espousing whatever prophetic visions they say that they've gotten. But in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, the Bible says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So that's the first way I attack this is first off, I'm not getting ready to get worked up and and all afraid and in a frenzy because some guy said he got a vision. Whether he actually got a vision or not, I'm not going to get all worked up because the Bible says that God didn't give me that spirit. God, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Second Timothy one seven. But I go on my Bible and I want to know what the Bible says about issues. I had a situation and I talked about this again, something else I talked about in my previous video or in a previous video. There was a lady who inboxed me when I had my other Instagram channel. And what she said to me was, it start, so this is how it started off. She was like, hey, I like your videos, very encouraging. It's good to see somebody that, you know, is, is you know, studying her Bible, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hey, you know, I, I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to God be the glory. You know, I'm, I'm just a guy with a thought. Look, I say that and I know a lot of people think that's just some attempt at false humility. No, this is I'm literally just a random dude with a thought. Ain't nothing special about me. These are just my thoughts as I read my Bible. I am not infallible. Check the Bible. I could be wrong. The Bible's never wrong. You'll never go wrong with the Bible. So anyway, so a couple days goes by. She sends me another message. Hey, I love this video. All right. Hey, thanks. Whatever. I always try to engage with people when they, you know, if you send me a message, you know, I, so typically if a person just sends me, I realize something, <laughs> I know I'm getting on a tangent. I do this a lot. I realize why a lot of these prominent internet celebrities don't engage with people. And I understand now more than I did before. If you send me some random video and and we've never exchanged any kind of discourse, I'm be honest with you, I'm probably not going to watch the video. I'll normally respond to people who respond to something I posted or just they just shoot me a message. Hey, I watched this video or I was thinking about this. What do you think about this? But if you just send me some random video, I'm probably not going to be honest with you. I'm probably just going to delete the message. Why do I say that? Is it is it am I writing off what you're sending? Am I am I writing off, you know, maybe it's a good video, maybe it's a good post. No, not 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 that. It's that that's so that's so disconnected. It's not really personal, right? When somebody sends me a message, either a response to something I posted 
or personal message. I feel like like this is a person that's actually seeking to engage. So I try my best to engage with those those people who engage with me, but just random videos. I'm probably not going to watch it. I'm probably not going to look at it. But anyway, so this lady, super tangent, I know. So this lady sends me a message and she says, I had a dream. God gave me a vision and I, I, this is happening and that's happening. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I was like, slow down. This is exactly what I told her. Slow down. Explain to me this vision you saw. Open your Bible and explain to me what it is you saw. She rattled off a bunch of random verses. And I was like, hey, fortunately, all of the verses she rattled off, she just sent references. I was like, "Okay, I'm familiar with every single one of those verses. I know what they say. Explain to me from those verses what it is you saw. She went on another tangent. She went around in circles and she said some other things and she said some blasphemous things like crazy blasphemous. I won't get into it. I was like, all right, so clearly whatever you got, it didn't come from God. If you can't show me from the Bible what this is, you're seeing. So anyway, I know that was a a long intro, but I kind of had to give you a backdrop. Let me get into this. In a book of Second Peter, I think I want to go, let me see. Second Peter chapter one, actually. And I want to go verses 15 through verse 21. Now, Peter is warning about the things to come after he's gone. And one of the things he's warning about to come is false prophets, false teachers. So in first Peter chapter one, verse uh, start at verse 15, he says, moreover, I will endeavor that ye may be able after my decease to have these things in remembrance. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables. When we made known unto you the power and the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. So he's like, yo, we not, this is not rumors we given to you. Like, I'm not just spewing to you some stuff that I heard somebody else say. I walked with the Lord Jesus Christ. This is for real. He says, for he uh, for he received from God, the father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased and this voice which came from heaven we heard so he's like yo we heard this we were there so i'm speaking to you from an eyewitness standpoint right so back to verse 18 And this voice came from heaven. We heard when we were with him in the holy mount. We have also 
a more sure word of prophecy whereunto ye do well that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place. So when you're think about that, think about that reference and that analogy. When you're in a dark place, if there's no light, you don't know where you're going. If nobody turns a light on, you have no idea what direction to go in and what's what. And he's saying we we have also a more sure word of prophecy wherein you do well that ye take heed unto uh unto that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place unto the day dawn uh unto the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts knowing this first no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation that is very paramount there are people who are very i'd say wise men in the scripture that they they see things and catch things that that other people may not have caught but this one thing i found when when someone sees something that maybe someone else didn't catch is not some private revelation that you can't see, right? Every, every time I've ever listened to a preacher or somebody who is a very excellent, you know, uh, uh, expounder of the scripture, it's, and maybe this is just me. I can't speak for everybody, but it's, it's never been something where it's like, man, this guy said he, he saw something, but I don't see, I don't, I don't see what he's seeing. Normally, like they'll say something and I'll look back at the Bible and I'm like, there it goes right there. Like it was there the whole time and I missed it. Now let's look at that verse again. Knowing this, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. I have heard so many times people say, well, you know, God showed so-and-so something different and God showed this person some nah bruh now that's not how this works not this works the Bible says what it says in verse 21 for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost so these weren't men just you know, of their own self-will, just willy-nilly putting some things out there because they felt like they were something. Nah, these men were inspired and they spoke as they were inspired. So I was I, I was thinking to myself, with a lot of these guys proclaiming a lot of these prophecies and a lot of these visions just me, this is what I personally did myself. I was like, let me look at some different things the scripture says in reference to prophets, right? Because if somebody's saying that they have a prophecy, I want to judge what they're saying against the Bible. I don't want to just run roughshod with what they're saying and be duped, right? I don't want to be deceived. This is what 
Peter is warning about right here in second Peter. If you go on in uh, chapter two, he says, but there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them and bringing unto themselves swift destruction. So that idea about denying the Lord that bought them, when I read that, that stuck with me because I remembered some things that were said in some other verses. So I want to go to the gospel of Luke chapter one. Let me flip there in my Bible and then go there in the Bible app. The book of Luke chapter one. And I think I want to start with, I say, verse 69. All right. So Luke chapter one and verse 69, the Bible says, and hath raised up an horn of salvation for us in the, uh, in the house of his servant, David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began. So in Luke, we see that, that the prophets, they were prophesying their prophecies were surrounded around the Christ to come, the anointed one to come. Right. So that's that's what all of their prophecies were centered around that around Christ. In first Timothy three, 15. Let me go there, my my Bible, and then we'll flip over there. First Timothy three, 15. I mean, make sure I'm in the right place. Cause this happens a lot. Sometime I'll, I'll write down a Bible reference and I'll get there and I'm like, nah, that's not where I wanted to go. Wrong verse. Yeah. So second Timothy three, 15 and 16. See, I knew when I, even when I said the reference, I was like, ah, that doesn't sound right. All right. So listen to what's said here. And from a child, Thou hast known the Holy Scripture, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. But in verse 15, listen to what he says. He's saying that you could go to the Old Testament, you could go to the books, of, the books of Moses, the books of the law and the prophets. And what are you going to get from that? He said, from that and from a child, thou hast known the Holy Scripture, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. In the book of Hebrews, this is a how, how do people say it? Uh, this right here is a zinger, right? When it comes to the, the, the new Testament, this time that we're in 
And when people talk about prophecies, because like I said, I try to judge everything against the Bible because I don't want to be duped. I'm not some super wise dude. Right. I don't want to be duped. It would be easy for somebody to come and say some some sharp things and some things that sound good and off off to the races I go. But in the book of Hebrews, chapter one, verses one and two, the Bible says, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things and by whom also he made the world. So also, if we'll go to the book of Jude Jude and verse four, the Bible says, for there are certain men, listen to this, crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men turning the grace of God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord and our and the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. In a book of, I think, hold on, I'm going to try to remember this reference offhand now. I'm about to get myself in trouble. I believe it's 1 John where it talks about how you will know false prophets. I'm pretty sure it's 1 John or false teachers. Let me try to find it. And I know just because I try to remember this off the cuff, I'm not going to be able to find it. Uh, let me see. God, my little children. There's a red here that you see. Because there's something that said that is, is real paramount to this idea of false teachers when John said this. Behold, let me get into commandment, but whoso keepeth the word. Nope, behold what men have loved. Nope, that's not it. Beloved, believe. Okay, yeah. So it's it's first John. I'm glad I was able to find it. It's about to make myself look bad. So it's uh first John four and verse one. So this is the interesting thing. He said, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone into the world. So how do we try the spirits in verse two? And I went over this before in another video. Hereby know ye the spirit of God, every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, which ye have heard that it should come and even now already is in the world. So what's what's my conclusion? My conclusion for all that. When I see these guys with all of these prophecies and visions and all of this stuff, this is what I ask myself. If they don't open their Bible 
and they don't show any of what they're saying from the scripture. Right. Because like I said, I'm no super wise, dude. Yo, I need God for wisdom. So if somebody's going to tell me something, the only way I know if what they're saying is right or wrong, yo, show me from that book, homie. Should open that book and show me what you're seeing, because if you can't do that, I'm good. I'm not trying to be deceived. I'm good. So when I see a lot of these guys come along with these quote unquote prophecies and they never focus on Christ, like think about that. So you're telling me God sent you this vision. All of this scary things are going to happen. This is going to happen. That's going to be. And don't look, don't get it confused. You read the book of Revelation. You know, there are some scary times coming, right? That's a fact. It is what it is. I know that from the book of the Revelation. But if you're telling me God gave you this dream and gave you this vision and showed you these things. This is what surprised me. A lot of these guys and women They never say like if somebody came to me and said, yo, I had this dream. God showed me this vision and man, bad times is coming. And and the conclusion of the vision is we need to preach the gospel. I'd be inclined to say, you know what? I'm with you. We do need to preach the gospel. God put that put it showed you a vision and put that burden on you that we need to preach the gospel more fervently and people need to be saved. Yo, that's that's a Christ centered vision. I I can rock with that. But a lot of these a lot of these people and these visions and and these so-called prophecies that they have. It it almost always seems self aggrandizing. Rarely, I'm going to say I've. I've never heard of anyone who say who says they have a vision or a prophecy, open their Bible or show anything from the Bible to prove their prophecy. Personally, I'm talking about situations I know of personally where people prophesy. Now, I know that there's men who have men and women who have said things over the years that that have come true. Like I said, I'm no I'm no judger of men. I'm no judger of 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 whether God gave them a vision or not. I'm saying I don't want to be deceived. So I stick with the Bible. My only prerequisite is, yo, open your Bible and show me what you're seeing. Right, because if you have some vision, surely it's going to align with the Bible. The Old Testament prophets, their their whole focus all of their prophecies were centered around the Christ to come. The New Testament is centered around the Lord Jesus Christ. Obviously, the book of the Revelation is centered around the coming judgment for those who've never received that payment for sin. The death, burial and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, his sacrifice on the cross like this whole book is centered around that. So it's hard for me to believe that somebody comes with some vision and it has nothing to do with Christ, nothing to do with the gospel, nothing at all. I'm not. Look, I'm not saying it can't happen. Right. So. So that's not what I'm telling you. I don't know men's hearts before God. I don't know what God is is showing to a man or not showing to a man. But I'm just saying to protect myself against 
false teachings and false doctrines, I stick with the book. I know what 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 the what what the epistles have what the Bible has warned in the New Testament about false prophets and the and the the concurrent theme I see is a denial of the Lord Jesus Christ. Them not bringing that message of the gospel. That's all I'm saying. Stay frosty, people.